Uh, what's up, guys? Welcome back uh, to the Games East Clay Pod. Uh, it's me, Gotham, here with the boys, Matt, Charlie. Uh, welcome back, guys. Um, you know, here's a new week, a new, new thing of storylines for the Warriors. And uh, obviously, uh, we got that eight seed locked up, man. Um, big time uh, end of that homestand. Um, 6-0 to finish out the season, 39-33. Um, had that winner take all eighth, eighth seed game. Uh, what was it Sunday Sunday afternoon? Uh, let's let's just hop into that, man. What uh, obviously a great game, um, Steph nuclear, um, you know nuclear bomb again, uh, insane insane level of just consistency and what we're seeing from this guy. But what what was you guys takeaways from going into the game? Uh, how are you feeling? And then um, obviously watching it and uh, your reaction to all of it. Uh, Matt, Charlie, one of you guys kick us off, man. Yeah, watching it was just so stoked. Like that was just so much fun to watch and just an electric game all throughout. I was kind of almost. I was freaking out a bit. Memphis made that run down the stretch, and it looked like the Warriors just kind of lost their energy. But, of course, Steph just brought it right back. And it's no coincidence that he had the most shot attempts of, like, the whole season in that last game. Like, he was – win or lose, it was going to be decided by him. And One, usually two, when it's decided by him – pointers, man. That is a lot of threes. <laughs> hey, shoot a shoot, man. Shoot a shoot. Yeah, and he canned, what, nine of them? I mean, like, yeah, that's what he does. Them, like, he just – this is the scary thing in the playoffs. And I uh, I saw it pointed out on Twitter, and I'm blanking on who it was so I can credit them. But people have pointed out that, like, Steph gets these playoff-type coverages all season because he ruins you like you do in the playoffs, and you got to throw all this attention at him. And he's just ready for it now. Like, he's been he's been preparing for this all season. Yeah, it was a. That's exactly it. I mean, he's he has been played like a playoff uh, player all year long, and just you you have to feel good if the Warriors going into the postseason like that. Um, granted, you know Dylan Brooks did do a good job on him most of the game. Um, definitely and made it tough. Brooks. I mean, making Steph take the fact that Steph took thirty six shots, whatever it was. I mean, it's a testament to Steph being like going all all in, you know. Um, but also, him working his ass off as well. Um, I also thought the game was like a culmination of all the things you kind of want to see as a Warriors fan this year. Like every single thing yeah, that we like that we enjoyed. It was the only game I can think of where Wiggins was like Wiggins was good. We got flashes of Poole being um, a young stud. JTA was doing his thing. Draymond looked great, and Steph was firing. Those are kind of the things as fans this year. I think it's kind of what um, that's what you were looking for is all those things. This is the one game in the year I think where you kind of got all of it in one. It was cool to see it kind of culminate into a. I mean, literally the biggest game of the year, the biggest victory of the year. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both those, man. I thought that was a great point, just a culmination. But I think it was just great having that, like, playoff kind of just vibe to the game. You know, you got um, you had the teams kind of going at it. Um, I think towards the end of the first half, you had guys drawing at each other. Um, and just that, you know, we haven't seen a meaningful game, at least Warriors basketball-wise, since that 2019 game six. And – um, obviously, we've had some big ones this year, but uh, obviously, like you said, Matt, nothing, nothing as big as the one we had last night. And just to come out and see um, guys like JTA step up, um, one of the biggest things for me was uh, when we were down early in that first quarter and uh, he hit that three, I think, to cut the lead to like – or the deficit to like uh, six or four or something like that. Um, and uh, just big moments like that, you want your young guys to step up. Obviously, Wiggins, um, you know, 10 rebounds, I think that was the biggest thing for me uh, just for watching him. Um, obviously, we're a little undersized. So for guys like Wiggins, Draymond, um, Looney's been great, uh, JP. Um, and I think you said it best, man. I think it was just a culmination of everything you want to see as a Warriors fan. And, you know, this team is peaking at the right time. Um, 
you know, the Memphis, Memphis had gone, I think, 4-1 or 5-0 and as well on their last um, five games. So um, it was a really good Memphis team. Um, and to come out, you know, kind of withstand that early punch and then to, uh, you know, we lost the game in that, like, beginning of the fourth or something like that, um, to have them come back. And um, just that – we've seen that happen before. You know, I wouldn't – would have been surprised if we lost, but, you know, we've seen it before where we just give up big leads. Um, and for the team to kind of bow, bow, battle back from that as well, um, obviously Steph Curry on your team helps out a lot. But um, overall, just um, peaking at the right time, man, just getting into uh, – you know, going into this plane and hopefully a nice long playoff run. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Bringing up the fact that they didn't, I mean, they didn't crumble. That's like not, that's not a small thing. This is a team that we've seen be a really bad team in the clutch uh, throughout the year. And for them to just kind of like blow a big, they were up by 20 points at one point in this game. Yeah, you know? 20 points. And then and within for, like four minutes or something like that, they, they yeah. tied the game. And for them to pull it out really is nothing. So again, like I said, it is just kind of like everything you want to see from this team. Um, you kind of saw tonight, I think, and obviously you'd hope for like maybe a little more scoring um, elsewhere. But other than that, um, that's about as good as it gets. Uh, what else do you think, Charlie? What about the, the Grizzlies? Were you impressed? What do you think of the way the Warriors played Jaw? What, what did you know? Yeah, I was so impressed by that stretch. I think the coverage you saw on Jaw is what really shows that the Warriors are getting into playoff mode where they find one specific thing that they really want to exploit and they exploit it. And we've seen it, you know, like when they played this – I mean, obviously a very different Grizzlies team, but when they p- played the Grizzlies, like the famous, you know, putting Bogut on Tony Allen and just standing in the paint, <laughs> just saying, I dare you, like, you know, we'll play five on four because that extra guy who gets the pass, he's not going to be able to make it. And the way they were playing jaw last night, they were playing him like Ben Simmons. <laughs> I mean, somebody pointed this out. I mean, it's, I don't, I'm not anybody who wants to like players to get roasted on Twitter by any means, but that's a game that, you know, Draymond gets roasted for that. Ben Simmons gets roasted for that. And, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how Jaw's career progresses if that's how teams play him when it counts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, in his defense, I mean, it, he was having a rough shooting night. I mean, he he's he has been able to knock down threes, but that, you're right. Like, I think just um, the confidence for the Warriors just be like, you know what, go just, just beat us, man. And like, I think that that was one thing the Grizzlies were kind of lacking. Obviously, Dylan Brooks kind of um, stepped it up a little bit in the fourth, um, but when he fouled out. Um, the, the Grizzlies didn't really have that go-to guy that, um, you know, we had to – you could rely on down the stretch. Um, but I think it was credit to the Warriors' defense, man. Also, like, just making it tough. Like, Jaws has been a great player this year. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. as well. Um, I think he's a perfect uh, – I think Matt, you tweeted it um, on yeah, yeah. one of the accounts. He's a, uh, like, perfect, like, compliment to Draymond. Um, That's love a guy the guy's I game. would love to see, man. He yeah, is love his perfect, game. switchable. Um, the fact that he was getting in Steph's pocket – Dude, he that, picked his pocket a couple two times, times like, just man. cleanly, cleanly. Like, that, he cookie jarred him. Or whatever it, it was awesome, man. The, the Warriors, I don't, I don't see any reason Memphis would get rid of uh, Jared Jackson Jr., but if I'm the Warriors, that's a guy. That's the perfect guy next to Draymond. Similar switchability, um, shooting ability. Um, he, he's just – that'd be a thrill. Yeah, I think he's the kind of guy that they would thrive on. And – especially just down the stretch. But, you know, like we've seen the moments too where this Warriors team got to exploit what he was not good at. And like that Memphis team was not strong around the block, save for Valanciunas. Mm-hmm. And man, Wiggins getting over him for that poster. It was just, we haven't seen that all year. Like, I don't think I've seen him punch it with that kind of authority on an offensive rebound all season. And he saved it for the last three minutes of the biggest game of the year. And a big pivotal <laughs> moment of the game too, man. Tyler's up one or something like that. Just got to stop. Steph missed a three and, 
you know, it, it was cool. I, I saw a thing where Draymond was yelling at um, Wiggins for crashing the board or something, like a possession before that. Um, so, uh, like like you said, man, just it was great to see it. It's great to see everybody come together on on the biggest game of the year. Um, so, because every game from now on is, you know, the biggest game of the year. Uh, so, to have that kind of mentality going in and just kind of peaking at the right time, like I said before. And also just the fact the Warriors gutted that out. I mean, they had a they had a long layover. To be clear, they had four. I mean, their starters had four or five days off. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're they've been playing eight guys for like three weeks now. You know, it takes just, a toll on exactly. everyone. But it, it's a it's a hard it's a hard pull win you want to see. And again, I honestly we're going to touch on our guys on the on the bright spots. We all kind of be in the season as far as the roster goes. But um, Wiggins just showing up the last two weeks in the biggest moments possible has been. Um, revelation it's been a revelation and i really i mean again we know the narrative with wiggins and whatnot i hope it sticks around is all i'm gonna say but on that note um do you guys want to transition right now into our uh our our favorite bright spots of the season yeah on big time players oh yeah big time down steph curry's a bright spot really that's that's a hot take man we can't we do (laughs) gotta say steph steph leading the league in scoring is not nothing but i think we'll uh, (laughs) we can skip that one for now yeah, what else can you really say there? So, Charlie, who's your guy, man? Whew. I mean, my guy, you know, not only on the court, but just off the court, just such a feel-good thing. And just, you know, every time, like, he probably had me, you know, cry, like, some real ugly tears, you know, that conversation <laughs> with his mom. His but mom, my man. guy, JTA, like, he's just been such an amazing presence. And especially when you imagine how things must have been for him having – inconsistent minutes, having all this uncertainty with his contract status, you know, having everything else go on with COVID, being part of this team, going from, you know, being horrible last year to having expectations this year. He was ready every night. And not only was he ready every night, but like he came out, he produced for this team. He had energy. Like if Draymond made a big play, he's the one in Draymond's face, you know, like shoving him in the chest, like getting him pumped up, like, you know, clapping him up. Like he's, getting so energetic off the bench and that is you know so infectious for this team and then on the court you know like his decision making has been unbelievable he's so versatile on defense and the fact that he's doing this all is like a 6'6 28 year old rookie who's now like one of our most important rotation pieces going in he's bringing the ball up the court he's doing all this stuff like he's been one of the more amazing stories and no matter how much attention it gets it's not enough and you just feel confident when he's on the court, man. Like, there's not – like, even when he was getting sparing minutes and, um, you know, battling for that, ro- like, uh, roster spot and just being in rotation, every time he was on the – he's just a smart basketball player, man. He's just a hooper. Um, just that, – that, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, just having high IQ guys um, to play with guys like Steph and Draymond. Um, JTA is, I would argue, to say the third, like, highest IQ guy on the team. Um, and I think that, like you said, Charlie, just the feel-good aspect of it. Like, you want to see guys like that succeed. Like, those are, like, what – you know, all these sports movies we see are made of. Um, it's guys like JTA, just that grit um, and just grinding grinding your way to, you know, make your dreams come true, which, um, you know, you can't do anything, but, like, I, I can't find anyone that would hate something like that. And, like, on the court too, man, like, he's been he's been great. Um, you know, he's been coming up clutch for us in big-time minutes. He's, he's worked his way into the in that closing lineup as well. Um, so, I mean, big things. We need big things from now. So, I mean, expectations are there. Um, now uh, for the team, uh, for JTA, excuse me. Um, and he's delivered so far, and, you know, I'm excited to see what he brings to us uh, in this in this playoff stretch. 
Yeah, I mean, he should all... be so much fun in the playoffs. Oh he's yeah, he's just, he's, a, he's, 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 he's he's built for the playoffs. Like just, just playoff intensity. And, yeah, he's he's he going he's he's going to be getting into people's faces. I hope we see Devin Booker again because JTA was just living rent free in his mind that other game. Um, so I mean, it's going to be exciting to watch for sure. I mean, he's going to get the fans pumped up. Um, so I mean, just just watch out for JTA at Chase Center, man. It's just going to get crazy. It's just crazy that he's a guy that I mean, the Warriors want to contend next year. You know. Obviously, and I, it's crazy that I think across fandom, across that roster, it sounds like too, across their team, their coaching staff, that he's gone from what he was, um, just as far as, I mean, he's, he's obviously a smart basketball player, as far as his literal standing in the league, though, he's gone from what he was to being a guy that they want on a championship team that I would want on the floor um, in any pivotal game right now. I'd love to have JTA out. Um, yeah, I think I, the guy, you guys all nailed it. He's he's an absolute like he's an absolute gift to this team. He feels totally essential to everything they want to accomplish going forward. So uh, it's gonna be fun to watch in the playoffs. Gotham, who's who's your guy? My guy, man, Jordan Poole. Um, I think that uh, just again somebody uh, not necessarily the, the same career arc as JTA, but season wise, you know, just um, not being in the rotation. Uh, Brad Wanamaker playing over you. Uh, I know I said I'd never say that guy's name on the on pod again, but you know, Brad Brad Wanamaker. Um, uh, you know, just to ha- deal with that, getting sent down to the G League. Um, and I think for him, that was the biggest, um, not maybe not like flip the switch, but you, you could see he got the confidence. I mean, he was really balling out in the G League, um, just developing those um, on-ball skills. Um, I think he was already one of the better passers uh, with us, but just, you know, solidifying his pick-and-roll game. Um, and, you know, he came back uh, looking like a completely different player, um, somebody who really warranted a first-round pick. And uh, now he's just looking like he's an absolute steal for us. I mean – Again, he's one of those guys where now when he's on the court, you trust him. Um, also, somebody that's working his way into that death line – or not death lineup, but uh, closing lineup um, with JTA. Um, and, you know, especially last night, I mean, uh, against uh, against New Orleans, I mean, he was great. Career high 38. He had that huge uh, game-winning layup. But to watch him, you know, ball out on that with that bench unit, um, when we were down early, you know, coming in, hitting some threes, um, just making the right reads, making the right passes. Um, and then he hit that go-ahead three when we were uh, down again. And um, just that confidence that he's developed as a player, I think that um, as a second year uh, in the league, um, and that was something we wanted to see. He was somebody that, you know, had a very tough rookie season, um, very up and down, had a G-League stint, another one this year, and to just continue to fight the adversity of, you know, whatever, whatever's getting thrown at you. I mean, those, those are the kind of dogs you want. Um, in a playoff series and with a team that is contending, you know, those those guys are the ones that, um, you know, as the sixth, seventh, eighth, eighth guy on the roster, um, you need to bring that intensity. And um, JTA doesn't, uh, Jordan Poole, I mean, uh, just his development has been incredible this year. And, and another guy who's, I think, built for playoff basketball. I mean, he's got, he's, he's a streaky shooter. I mean, if he gets hot, um, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be firing. And um, he has all the confidence in the world as we saw in that Pelicans game. So, um, you know, great, great development. So I'm very excited to see what he brings as well to this playoff run. Yeah, I think it's absolutely huge. Um, I think I, I am extremely high in Jordan Poole after this last month. Um, and he's kind of, again, kind of like JTA. He offers so much to this team specifically for a team that has no guys besides Steph who can consistently get in the paint for a team that um, has like no creation at all whatsoever outside of Steph. He gives them so much more when he's on the floor. It's it's an absolute – he's an absolute boon to any lineup he's in right now. Um, I have a hot take, guys. I mean, there's all the McCollum comparisons right now, to be honest. I see it a bit. I see more Kyrie Irving and Gordon Poole than I do CJ McCollum. I, I think the way the guy Kyrie? plays, the way he plays, the way he moves, the way he's a, he's a 
wicked ball handler, man. He has a really sweet handle. It's obviously not in Kyrie's level. I'm not saying he's Kyrie, but just the way the craftiness going to the hole, um, the quick twitch handle, I think he's – that's who I see more than McCollum, and it gets me pretty excited, guys. I think that guy – that kid's one – I think he's a – consistent three-point jumper away from from being a pretty special player and I, i'm excited to see where he goes and i totally agree going into the playoffs that he's uh he's gonna be i mean honestly it sounds crazy but if he's not looking the way he's looked the last week or two i honestly don't like the warriors chances no. i think i think cool no. is um as important of a player other than steph as it is the team going forward just because again he's he's a scorer and this team lacks scoring and he's he's good at scoring, it scoring shooting paint. The, yeah, just, and a guy, a, yeah, and then just having a guy like like somebody like Jordan Poole to put next to Steph. I mean, uh, that's just you, I think I, I want to know like the numbers when Steph and uh, JP play together. I'm sure the plus minus is off the is, is probably one of the higher ones on the team. I mean, he's just a guy who fits in the system. He's got a year under it. He's really getting he knows his spots now, which I think Draymond and Steph were talking about. Just these young guys figuring out um, where they're going to be effective on the court. Um, and these guys are all figuring out at the same time, which, um, you know, is a big part of why we've been able to get to the eighth seed as well. Yeah, they're not, they're not where they are without him right now. Uh, Charlie, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on Poole, man? Yeah, Poole has just been obviously such a revelation in that combo guard role. And I think, you know, just the way he changes the Warriors' future is so important. But what he changes for them right now, like having that ability to catch the lightning in a bottle and have one more guy who can – give you those random games that you're going to need over a seven game series. You know, like it's a very mm-hmm. compact sample size and having a guy who can hit, you know, seven of 10 threes in one game is just like game changing. Yeah. Like he, you know, he can go and have these like big, big games that'll really help you. And it's not, you know, in the same way that like, you know, Bazemore will do it where he'll give you like one big game every like six games. And it makes us like restart the cycle again, you know, but, like, Jordan Poole has been turning those into like very more consistent, very consistent. Yeah, and he's he's uh he's definitely been working his way towards that, and it's been so impressive. And I think the strides he's made defensively too are so important because you can't organize what's been the number one defense over the last twenty games and consistently a top five defense all year with guys who stink at the point of attack. And <laughs> he's been so so improved on that end that it really gives this team a lot of options. Yeah. And again, he's going to have to be able to play big minutes in the playoffs. I mean, they have sort of the nature of the guys, the bodies they have, he has to, but um, yeah, he's, he's going to have to be, I think close to 20 point per game score in the postseason for them to compete with either of Utah um, or Phoenix. And I think he can do it. Like he showed like just the craftiness that he's really shown with his ball handling ability and, um, you know, just running that pick and roll with whoever is the big man in there. And uh, it, I think for – especially in the NBA playoffs, like I feel like a lot of it is just rhythm and um, just make, like, making sure you're always in rhythm, getting, getting your shots and uh, make a miss, but like just having that confidence. And Jordan Poole, um, he's, been, he's been streaky this year, even after the G League team. You know, he's had some great times. He's also had some tough shooting nights. But, I mean, I think he's bringing that – um, like you said, Charlie, just that consistency on most nights where you, you're going to go out and you're like, okay, I, I, I trust Jordan Poole to go out there. And that's the biggest thing, like the trust that, you know, guys like JTA, Jordan Poole, Wiggins, like uh, guys we've been talking about um, who have really been difference makers in the season for us down the stretch. Yeah, I agree completely. Just having those extra factors and having, you know, a little more consistency out of Wiggins, a little more consistency out of Poole because it this frees stage, up Steph like, and Draymond to do their thing. Yeah, we know what we know what we're getting from him. Exactly, stretching the season, 
And it, you know, two guys can't carry a team like throughout yeah. the playoffs. Even two guys with that good of chemistry and who fit the playoffs that well, they need guys around them to have that consistency and have be able to sprinkle, you know, a little extra in from time to time. And they also see guys as a they need guys to release for Steph and Draymond. Steph's gonna get he's gonna get played three. He's gonna get triple team. He's gonna get a double team all the time. Team, season, man. So having again, just having you guys mentioned Wiggins also there. I mean that's. That's really my guy in just a second. But having guys who can take advantage of Steph, literally having three guys on him and getting a bucket is – if you don't get, you don't have that, you don't win. That's, that's how it's going to go in the postseason. Um, speaking of which, yeah, Wiggins is my bright spot of the season, guys. He uh, – I think we all remember, like, probably where you were when you got that, that text or the notification that Wiggins yep. traded to the Warriors. Um, I remember being not even upset or anything. Like, I was just like, what? That is, that's, that's bizarre. Curious. You know, I, I was, Curious. It was confusing, you know? Um, but I, and I wasn't high on him at first when I mean, he has the reputation he had for a reason. Right. Um, but he ended up this year being, I, I think he's a staple for the Warriors basketball going forward. And unless they can upgrade to a superstar player for him, I think he's a guy that's, that's almost indispensable to this team. Um, the fact that he played 71 games this year, the fact that he, he gives you anywhere from 18 to you know, 22, 23 points a game. He's doing it efficiently. He's playing really good defense every night. Um, his on-ball defense has been stellar almost the entire year. His off-ball defense um, has gotten a lot better. He's a lot more aware than he used to be. Uh, I, cu- I couldn't be happier the way he turned out, to be honest. I mean, I was honestly I – I feel embarrassed saying this now, um, given where I am internally on Kelly Oubre, but I was higher – I was more um, – I had higher expectations for Oubre than for Wiggins going into the season, and now it's I don't, I don't even consider them to be close as basketball players. I think Wiggins is um, a really, really good player. I don't know that he'll ever be an all-star, but, again, if he plays – if he averages 20 points a game next year and he gets better um, has, is, and is this uh, aggressive Wiggins he's been the last three or four weeks, which, again, is asking a lot of him, um, it could happen. I could see him making the team maybe once in the next uh, however many years, however long he's a warrior. But – uh, no, I just I couldn't say enough. I can't say enough good things about the guy. Um, he's been all that you could hope for going uh, going through this season. Yeah, Wiggins has been. I think the revelation for him has really not been only what he's able to do on the court in the right system, but what he's able to do with some structure. And you know, those Minnesota teams like Garbage. they were not put together well, and they were also firing coaches every other year and having all this turnover in the front office. Obviously, Glenn Taylor, you know, is probably in like a bottom five owner. Horrid. Horrid. Yeah. And thank God he'll be out of the league in the next couple of years. But, you know, I think seeing him in that different environment, it's really turned some heads to a certain degree. And I think the fact too, that, you know, like when you look at, you know, Matt saying like he is more or less indispensable at this point, like you want to have very good quality starting wings. And I don't think it's even a take at this point to say that, he's one of like the top 10 or 15 starters on the wing. Like, and I yeah. think that's incredibly important, even though, you know, if maybe you're overpaying him a little bit or paying him a little more than you want, like he's such an important part of this team right now, then I, you know, I agree with you. Like, I think if you're, if some nice deal comes along, then that's great. But, you know, a year ago he was a negative asset and now he's at least neutral, if not a positive asset. And that's, in and of itself, great for this team and great for Wiggins as a guy himself. Like it's it's awesome to see him having fun out there. It, it really is. Yeah. It's cool to see him enjoying himself um, as much as anything. As you can tell. I mean, again, you talked about how Minnesota was. It's not a secret that place was not any kind of environment to be 
um, a young basketball player. But his next contract, if the Warriors resign him for $18, $20 million a year in two or three years, I mean, right now it doesn't matter, right? Right now he's overpaid. Uh, it doesn't matter. This team's over the cap without him anyway or close to it. So it doesn't affect the Warriors that much. Um, but if they resign him to a sweet contract in a few years, this it's a, t- a different conversation. It's a totally different conversation. I kind of look forward to it. Uh, Gotham, what do you think, man? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you guys kind of killed it. I also want to add just, uh, I mean, having the, like, just the expectation of being a number one pick as well and, and a, in a system like you, a structure of an organization like Minnesota, I think, um, just played into so many negative things. But, I mean, you guys are right, man. Just hit it on the nail, uh, hit it on the head with that. I mean, um, for a guy like Wiggins, I mean, I remember I, I, I was against the trade at first because um, I, I, I obviously we all like D'Lo. He was super fun to watch. Um, it provided us, you know, at least some shooting, some some scoring, and I was excited to see a lineup of like Steph, D'Lo, Clay. Um, so personally, I was I was against the trade, but you know, Wiggins has surprised me. Surprised, I mean, obviously you guys and um, pretty much all of this fan base, man. He's he's really that, you know, workhorse that uh, we need on the wing. Um, he's he's consistently scoring for us, giving us like you said, man, twenty twenty four night, um, and just rebounding defense. I mean. He's two-way wigs for a reason, man. He's, he's doing a lot of good things on the court. Um, you know, he's our second leading scorer, uh, I think. And, I mean, for him to um, embrace the role, that obviously, I, th- I mean, I think he knew that there was expectations for him coming in. Um, you know, obviously the fan base might not necessarily be on his side um, the whole time. But, you know, again, like, I feel like the, the biggest thing that we've seen with these three guys that we brought up is just, you know, just the, the toughness that they've all shown over their, you know, last year and a half year um, the season, you know, um, for them to deal with whatever they've been going through in Wiggins, um, uh, you know, he's, these guys are now indispensable, as if, at least for right now. I mean, we, we're going to need these three guys to show up um, and, uh, you know, really help out Steph and Draymond. And uh, we've seen them do that the last, like, month and a half since pretty much the beginning of April. Um, so, uh, you know, it's they're all peaking at the right time. They're all figuring it out. And, I mean – for obviously we got Steph Draymond, they're going to be doing their thing. Um, and the, these three guys, I feel like are going to be huge difference makers in, um, you know, us hopefully winning this playing game and, um, you know, hopefully making some noise in the first round. Yeah, last bit I would add, it just, um, and that's all spot on. I think describing them as peaking at the right time, every single player that's, that's yeah, playing which right is now crazy. in the Warriors is literally playing close to the best they've played all year. Um, and just for a team going forward that has a, obviously, you know, seriously injured clay a 33 year old Steph, 31 or 32 year old draymond i forget Some very having nice a year old, yeah having a 26 year old wiggins is huge having a 22 year old 21 year old pool is huge having you know uh prime jta in 29 <laughs> is is huge so uh, i'm looking forward to what next year holds i'm looking forward to a fun postseason with these guys like you said gotham who are all uh hitting their stride at the right time yes sir Really, all you can ask for is just having everyone clicking at this time. 100%. Like, that is just – it's so damn important. Ooh, yeah, you um, really couldn't ask for more. Um, I guess it's time to take a quick break. Uh, yeah, let's, I'm about uh, to talk about Anchor for a sec. And then hell yeah, man, let's go. Let's go, we'll, man. Get, uh, we'll get us that guys. bread. Get That's us right. that bread, man. We'll talk about the Lakers in just a moment, guys. Enjoy the words. What's up, guys? Welcome back, Matt. God, man, those those anchor things always always warm my heart, man. You do such a great job on there. It's you know, so good, so good. But um, let's let's hop right back into the into the content, man. Um, obviously we talked about the Grizzlies last night, um, or earlier. Um, you know that that was the biggest game of the season. But you know we got one more coming up. 
Um, Wednesday, Wednesday night, seven o'clock. Uh, Warriors, Lakers, Steph versus LeBron. I mean, it's either NBA's dream or nightmare with this playing situation. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if I have to give it any more of a preview, man. How, let's just hear what's what's you guys takes. What do you what do you expect? Um, what do you want to see? Uh, you know, shit, take it away, man. This, this wanna, is the biggest game of the year. I want to go first because this is actually what he asked for, and it's. <laughs> I just want to yeah. see. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Charlie? You know, this is what I wanted, and like, even not from a matchup standpoint, like you know, the Lakers looked decently healthy against the Pelicans. Uh, they had. Some good stretches, some bad. I think there were still some parts of the game, too, where you could see LeBron, like, just visually taking plays off. And, you know, obviously, like, there's some scoreboard watching involved there, but they're certainly not at 100%. And I think they're still a tough matchup, but the way that they've been just slogging offensively, I think is a good sign for the Warriors. The Warriors have been firing on all center, on all cylinders on defense. They've been really getting after it. And I think it's going to be a pretty slow, slow game, honestly. And it's going to have to come down to what goes on between the guys at the top. And if Draymond is able to put AD in uncomfortable situations, and if LeBron is, you know, LeBron's going to be LeBron. But, you know, like you have to find a way to win this game with that happening. Like you can't stop him. So you have to find a way to take out the rest of this team. And I think the Warriors have the pieces together to do that. But Either way, I'm prepared to treat this thing like the fucking Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> like LeBron yeah, versus Curry, yeah. man. It just gets my juice every time. Charlie, you try to have to treat it like that. Like, and then, yeah, yeah, it's uh, your girlfriend's yeah, birthday. Everybody, happy birthday. Everybody from the Game Chiefs play family. But how's that? How you guys going to pick that day, man? That's what's going to happen. I mean, she knows she's number one, but she also knows that basketball is second. There you go. Okay, great answer, man. Emily, I hope you heard that. You got a great boyfriend, man. But great answer. Yeah. Great answer. I mean, you know, I'm lucky it's that late start time. We'll see how that goes. But, man, like, a rough one. You know, two days I've been very much looking forward to that happened to annihilate each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, thank, thank you to Emily for putting up with my incessant obsession over basketball. <laughs> Would be an otherwise, man. It'd be a great uh, birthday with a Warriors win. You know, Charlie that might be the happiest, happiest guy on the planet that day, man. That's right. I'm gonna be jumping around, clicking my heels like a cartoon character. <laughs> Look like Nico Mannion wearing wearing some. <laughs> oh man, it's right there. The leprechaun jokes. I get it. Nice. Uh, you know, um, Charlie, I love the confidence, man. Uh, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think it's gonna be like ass kicking by any means. Um, just between – I just feel like LeBron has the Warriors playbook memorized, man. Everyone does. You know, that's how basketball goes right now, of course. But uh, he's just – he knows what's going on so well. It's going mean, to be a slow game, like you said. It's going to be a close game. I think the Warriors have, like – I think they have way too much fight in them right now to not keep it close, um, especially with a team like, like the Lakers who are, strangely enough, still gelling, you know. Um, and I, In a weird way, I kind of think Memphis was a good practice game for the Lakers, not because – um, the talent levels are similar, but because, you know, with the size disadvantage with um, Valanchunas, that was good to get out of the way. I mean, Valanchunas, I think he finished with like 29 and 16. I didn't I don't know if you guys realized that. Yeah, he was, he was balling. He was 29 man. and 16, man, he had a great game. And the Warriors won. Um, so you can kind of, you can kind of just assume, you know, AD and Gasol are going to have, and Drummond are going to have their way on the boards more or less. But um, 
if they can, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a slow game, like you said, Charlie. I, I'm not too confident about it, to be honest. Um, if it's a win, I'm going to be thrilled. Um, LeBron James at home, Staples Center, has not been Steph's place this year. I saw some weird stat on KCP guarding Steph, and uh, does a good job. So it's, not, it's a third straight game of, of solid defenders on Steph's. But um, TBD, I, I, uh, I, I think um, – it's in both teams' best interest to win that game, and that sounds kind of – you think it goes without saying, right? But I think there has been some talk about the Lakers wanting Utah more than Phoenix. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that. I definitely want the Warriors to play Phoenix a lot more than Utah. Um, so, TBD, I think if they don't win this one, they have a great shot at the second one, and that was the whole point of getting the eight anyway. So, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, I mean, I you guys, Charlie, I think you said it, man. Uh, I think both these teams are really good defensively. Uh, I think the Warriors top five defense. Um, Lakers, I'm not sure exactly where they rank, but um, they have all the tools. Um, great defenders all around. So um, I think it's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be a, a, a low, not necessarily low scoring game, but just definitely one of those, you know, kind of grinded out um, wins. Uh, I actually feel pretty not confident. I think Matt, you're right. I think um, very cautiously optimistic. I'd say about this game. Um, I just think that with the way we've been playing, um, just um, I think running with eight guys obviously has its 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 um, you know not perks or, or whatever the word is um, it has its doubt the drawbacks. But um, I think the perk of it is you have guys that are consistently in rhythm, um, uh, and for a one game uh, playoff, uh, I think I'm riding with a team that's that's super hot right now. Obviously, Lakers um, dealing with guys coming back from injuries. Obviously, LeBron. Um, I think he's only played like one or one game back since his um, ankle sprain, two, maybe two, something, yeah. two something like that. But um, it, it's always tough. I mean, he's a high ankle sprains are hard, man. Uh, I don't care if you're LeBron James or um, you know one of us. I mean, it's, it's always going to be tough, tough, uh, tough one to come off. Um, and just making those cuts and stuff. I think a lot of that, a lot of that's in rhythm. And I think in the seven game series, you're right, Matt. I wouldn't like our chances, but uh, with a one game playoff, with the way this team's been rolling. Um, obviously, Steph has had that, um, you know, that staple center, at least Lakers curse. Um, so um, look forward to him breaking that. I think that, um, you know, we, we see how this guy responds in, in big games. Um, we've seen it all season. Um, we've seen it you know, years past. I think it's just going to be another Steph, classic Steph LeBron um, kind of game. Uh, I think the Warriors, I think the Warriors have a good chance, but a lot of it comes down to, I think, AD. I think AD is going to be that um, just playing with um, Gasol and Drummond. Um, I think AD has the uh, the ability to really t- um, take control over us. Um, so uh, I think the, it really comes down to defending him. But other than that, man, I think, like you said, man, Charlie, I think it's going to be a, it's a grinded out game. Um, but I like our chances. I, I think that we're we're playing our best basketball this season. Um, you know, we've pretty much had must-win games down the stretch in the last six to eight games. Um, so this team, this team's been in in the thick of things. Um, not to say the Lakers haven't. They've always, they've obviously been in. Um, you know their own race, uh, but um, I, I like the, I like the way we're positioned. I like the way we're playing. So I mean, I, I like our chances. Yeah, I do think this is the best time for this. I mean, for anybody in the league, but especially this Warriors yeah. team to catch the Lakers. I mean, considering they are peaking right now, and the Lakers are they're not a mess by any means. Again, they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But as far as you know, their chemistry goes, as far as their health goes, LeBron kind of twisted his ankle the other day. I didn't catch the game, but I guess he kinda yeah, I didn't see that but, again. I mean, it's a one, it's the one game playoff, which is the biggest. You know, one game, anything can happen. Again, um, if you're gonna catch, if any team's gonna catch the Lakers, um, I, I, I like this Warriors to do it for for one game right now, just given the circumstances. Yeah, I think there's a good totally shot. I, mean, I don't. Again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, give it better than a fifty percent chance, but I think forty sixty is not bad. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. No, there's, there's um, a chance. Just give us a shot. And after that, even, I mean, it's not, I mean, Memphis, getting Memphis a second time isn't, isn't the worst thing. You kind of survived um, a really good Dylan Brooks performance and a really good Valentine's performance and uh, a tough Steph shooting first half. So, again, they're, they're in good shape. Uh, I feel okay about it. I would have preferred to have Portland, but that's not what's happening, right? They're getting the Lakers. Oh, yeah, exactly. The Lakers, too, in that game, you know, we saw the difference with Memphis being in that playoff-type game where the Warriors are so excellent, and especially Draymond Green on defense, that, like, they'll, they're so good at expanding the lane and thinking that you have an opening and then collapsing it the second you think that, oh, I got to the hoop, like, I'm there. And they can funnel the offense where they want to go. And so I think when you see guys like Valanchunas having a good game, it's like, oh, well, Valanchunas is eating inside. And it's like, yeah, they ran everyone off the three-point line. And then they stood in front of John Morant and just let him chuck these huge <laughs> bricks. You know, like they they picked Love the flaw. It. Yeah, they picked the flaw and then they leveraged it to the maximum. And with a healthy Lakers team that's like cohesive, has chemistry, has everyone on the floor, you can't do that because like they're just too good at finding the better option they make quick decisions like everyone on the floor knows what they're doing and plays within themselves and that's a tough thing to deal with but all the external factors are really swinging in the Warriors way and I still think you know like 40 60 is probably an appropriate chance for them to win this game and you know I I don't think you can really find any reason to say the Lakers aren't the favorites but like you know there has been no better time to play them than right now and it's still LeBron James. It's still Anthony Davis. They still got a lot of really quality players, like top to bottom. They're a much better team, but it's one game and we got one Steph game, Curry. Man. One game. That's good one enough game. for me. Yeah. It's going to, I'll guarantee you this. It's going to be box office though. That, that shit is going to go off the rails. Um, I don't think you could have scripted it better. I mean, Charlie, you called this like, what was it? Like two weeks ago or something like that. Two or three weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, box office, man, I think Warriors-Lakers, obviously, historic rivalry. Steph LeBron, you know, just this pretty much sums up the last decade, about half or at least five to seven years of basketball. So, um, whatever happens, I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, we're way different of a team than we were that uh, the last time we played them. So, um, you know, anything happened, which is which is the cool part. Um, so, Wednesday, 7, 7 o'clock. My, my, it might uh, be. Go ahead, Charlie. Do you guys, I'm curious if you guys think, because I was trying to think about it too, like it could be the last time these two ever face in the playoffs. I mean, you know, like even though they're playing in the same conference, like things can happen, you know, seeding gets funky. Like, you know, LeBron's 35, yeah, he we, might be playing forever, yeah. but, you know, we don't know when it's, we're going to see this again. It's interesting. I mean, I think that, I think the Warriors and Lakers are going to be, you know, right there at the top next year, um, at least. So um, I feel like we got, we got maybe one, maybe two more, you know, um, and hey, we could be in the West Conference if this all works out. So, well, guys, um, I don't know if you caught it. LeBron James might never be the same again from this injury. So, if he still has a yeah, oh, that is true, man. Year, he's never, he's not we'll going to be 100%. We'll be lucky. So. But, um, <laughs> no, that's a great point, Charlie. You actually, you never know. That's a really good point, man. That's yeah. going to be, that's going to make it all the more precious, you know. Um, I said precious just now to describe a basketball game. So, that just happened. That's all right. That, that's just, um, that's hey, just the that's love of the game, place. man. That's the love of the game. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's going to be a great game. I'm really yeah. excited for it. And as far as the narrative goes, it couldn't go better. I do think this is where my brain has taken me of late. If the Warriors win this game, I don't think it'll happen. But there is a there's a real path to the conference finals. I think I'm just gonna say very it. much so. Um, if if they beat Phoenix, I think uh, the six three right now is it's a uh, Portland Portland Denver. and De- a Denver. Give me either of those teams in the second round if I'm Golden State. And on that note, 
Um, it's all the more important for the Warriors to win or for the Lakers to win the series. And they're probably seeing it that way too. Cause the second round series with either, either of those teams is much better than placing the uh, Clippers, obviously. Clippers so, or Lakers. Hey, if it happens, that was one of my early predictions this year is Warriors back in the Western conference finals. Same. Uh, I remember that. I remember so, that. That was our, that was our uh, thing, Matt. That, that's that was right. The first that's first right. podcast. So hopefully so, we can make that happen. Steph, make it happen tomorrow night, man, or Wednesday night. But um, let's, let's see it. I, I think, too, you know, like there is that real possibility where, you know, whoever loses the game, Lakers or Warriors, will be the odds-on favorite in that last win or go home. And you you look at that, like the the chances are pretty good that they're the 7-8. And I don't think anyone be anyone would be surprised if either or both of those teams won their Very series. interesting. Very, very and interesting for sure. We've never been able to say that, and I don't think we're ever going to be able to say that again. Like this is just such a unique season. And just to look at that and be like, the one versus eight is, you know, no offense to the Jazz, but, like, they haven't been in this position since I was in diapers. <laughs> and, like, you Same know. Same with the Suns, man. Same with the Suns. Yeah, the Suns going from a 10-plus-year playoff drought right into being the number two seed is, frankly, just an, an incredible story. And at the same time, like, you know, no one would be shocked if a team led by Steph Curry or a team led by LeBron James and Anthony Davis Makes won no out upset. in those series. I mean, the, we're, both teams have the best players in those I mean, to be clear, series. If the Lakers, whoever the Lakers play, they're going to be favored in the series. Like, odds mm-hmm. on, they're going to be the favorite for sure. I mean, and they should be, you know, assuming in health. Like, the Lakers are going to be the team that you'd expect to win. Um, yeah, it's, it sucks. I tweeted this other day. It's, it's, a, it's a bad year to be a one and two seed. It's, it's very yeah, rare man. to be uh, – Especially bad if you got no experience as well. Yeah, and I think, again, if we get I, – I feel good about Phoenix Warriors. I'm not so good. Again, I, w- I would say probably similar odds to the Laker game on Wednesday. Um, but I'll take it, you know. And if we get uh, Warriors-Lakers first round, it'll be upsets. But uh, that'd be a great time. It'd be great, great for the basketball world. It'd be great for uh, – the vampire Adam Silver, so. It'd be great, man. I mean, other than that, I mean, you guys got any last-minute things, but, I mean, I'm just excited for Wednesday, man. I think this shit's going to be off the rails. Um, and I think it's what the NBA fans deserve. I think, you know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a tough year, long year, um, not just basketball-wise, just for everyone, you know, just recovering from whatever's going on. So, to first, like, real playoff scenario with, uh, with fans back, um, you get a you get a treat of Steph and LeBron, so uh, it's gonna be great, man. This shit uh, off the rails, um, yeah, win or lose, hundred percent. All I'm gonna say now for a for a plug is, guys, you can catch Gotham and I pregame Wednesday. Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, catch pregame. Charlie will hopefully be on there for the post game. Um, and we're gonna try and figure out. I'm announcing it now to these guys. We're gonna try figuring out some kind of drinking game to play while we're watching. Yeah, we'll post so some please. options on a on Dudley, <laughs> and uh, you guys please can join tell us, us how you want it to go, um, but uh over yeah just just come through man we go it's gonna be a party it's, it's gonna be fun regardless of what happens uh my shout out is uh happy birthday emily um charlie i uh, hope happy you have a great family. day i hope you guys have a great time um i hope you guys celebrate a warrior's win uh charlie's girlfriend um have a wonderful time charlie anything else man last 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 say yeah i mean you know happy birthday at emily of course <laughs> i'm gonna be very great and dutiful boyfriend and then hopefully watching a little Warriors Lakers later you know we'll see how it goes and hopefully I'll be able to catch a little post game with you guys and celebrate a big dub hell yeah if we we get a if we get a dub man we're we're taking shots on locker room we're figuring that out Um, (laughs) something like that something's going down but um, Wednesday night booze action with games play (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> welcome. But other than that, guys, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, follow us on at Game Six Clay Pod and um, at Dubs Lead. Um, other than that, um, let's lock in, man. I'm channel my Steph Curry, bro. Hashtag Lock In Dub Nation. Um, we are um, the playoffs are here. The, these games are. This is when it gets. This is when it gets fun. So um, catch up with us, and uh, we will catch you guys on on flip flippity flop. I like that ending. Let's go. <laughs> flippity flop. All right, all right, guys. Take it easy. Peace, guys. Thank you. <laughs>